Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the O the Pain podcast. Friday, the final day of March, March 31st, 2023. And the Joe Beningo O the Pain podcast brought to you by, of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company. Don't forget a week from tonight, our next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company on a good Friday. And it will be a good Friday. Of course, uh, need a discount tire. And, of course, our good friends, at DraftKings, you know, before I get into everything with the sports, uh, opening day yesterday, both the Mets and the Yankees win, uh, of course, the Final Four this weekend, men's and women's, and, and a tremendous game tonight in the women's Final Four between Iowa and South Carolina. We'll get into all that. Uh, we'll get into the huge uh, game, the playoff preview last night between the Devils and the Rangers, and, of course, the uh, – uh, Seemingly every day, where's Aaron moment as he still is not here with the Jets. And please know Odell Beckham. But I, I got I got to start. I got to start with this. I really do. You know, I love sports. I love the Jets. I love the Mets. I love the Knicks. Not like as much as I used to because I got a lot of in, a lot of problems with the NBA. I love the Rangers. No doubt about it. Uh, God knows. You know, I love my family, my wife, the, the family, no question about it. But something I love, and that's very, very dear to me, certainly I love more than sports, maybe not more than a family, but certainly more than more than sports, and that's my country. And right now, based on the events that happened yesterday, my country's in big trouble. And not that it hasn't been, because it's been in big trouble now for a while. But we have maybe reached the lowest of the low yesterday maybe we did and i i don't know you know i don't know how we're going to fix it i don't know you know well i think i do know what needs to be done but it really comes down to the american people and the american people you know a lot of people in this country that basically got their head in the sand and don't pay attention to all the bs that's going on they need to start paying attention to what's really happening in this country Because for the 69 years that I have been on this earth, this country has never been as is in has never been in in as bad a shape as it's in right now. Never, never. This is not the United States that I grew up in. I can tell you that. This is not the United States of even five years ago, right now. And where are we going from here? Where are we going? Where? What's this country going to look like for our grandchildren? Even for our children right now, if you're my age, almost 70 years old. What kind of country are they going to be looking at 
in 10 years, in five years, in three years. What are you going to be looking at? No, the United States right now is really, really in, in some serious, serious, serious trouble. And I can only pray that somehow we find our way out of it. That the right people finally get in control of this country and put us back to where the hell we need to be. Because we're losing it, and we're losing it fast. God bless America. All right, let's get to the sports. Uh, Opening day yesterday in baseball, and the Mets do what they always do on opening day. They win. 41-13 41 and 13 since 1970. You know, yesterday, obviously, the day starts really. If you're a Memphis, my day starts yesterday. I had to go to the doctor yesterday, right? I had my, my usual checkup. I'm just in marvelous condition. I mean, for, for a guy, for a guy that's almost 70 years old, you know, I'm not very good looking. We all know that. Okay. But I am in damn good shape. I do my walk in, I play golf. Well, you know, not bad for a guy that's, like I said, Almost 70 years old. So I, so I, tip top. My wife's saying tip top. She had my tip top. But not bad. For a guy that's almost 70 years old. So anyway, so I had my checkup yesterday. So as, um, as we're driving to the doctor yesterday, okay. And this obviously too is before all the crap went down, uh, in the, you know, that happened yesterday in the country that happened in New York City. Okay. Before all that nonsense happened. I get it. I get a text from my good buddy, the great Joey Torriello, the great Joey and Clark. Joey loves it when I bring him up, you know, he loves it. And I love Joey. And by the way, hopefully Joey had a, had a, had a productive night with his speed dating last night. Joey, Joey, I hope the speed dating went well for you last night. I will say that, you know, you know, I'm in your corner, you know, any help that I can give you, I'm here for you, you know, Joe. So anyway, <laughs> so we're just, so we're driving to we're driving to the doctor, right? Right? We're on Route 17. We're driving to the doctor. I get a text from Joey. I forget what he says. Oh, oh that's what it was. Mets suck. Okay, well, we haven't even played a game yet. I mean, I, we, we suck already. I mean, come on, right? I know Diaz is out, right? So I said, what do you mean, Joe? The Mets suck. Verland is hurt. What do you mean, Verland? What? What do you mean, Verland is hurt? He calls me. He winds up calling me to tell me what do you mean Verland is hurt? Got some guy. I never even heard of the thing that's hurt. I don't know. There's something under his armpit. I don't know. Terrorists. I don't know. I thought a terrorist was that thing that you go walk out to, you know, when you're in your apartment. Let me go out on a terrace. I never heard of this freaking thing. So Joey tells me about Verland, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So we give this guy 80 gazillion dollars. He hasn't even pitched for our team yet, and now he's got an injury. Unbelievable. Now, look, this is what happens. When you got 40-year-old guys. I mean, this is it. You know, two years ago, he had Tommy John. All right, whatever. You know, I guess he's still throwing. They haven't shut him down. But he's on the IL. Who knows? You got to be worried about it. I mean, how do you not? You got to be You're a Met fan. How do you not worried about it? We already don't have Edwin Diaz. And by the way, do I need to see on the SNY broadcast yesterday, they get to the ninth inning with David Robertson. And what a great job the Met bullpen did yesterday. Every one of them. Smith, Raleigh. And then finally, David Robertson, one, two, three. He looked like Diaz as he closed out the ninth inning of a 5-3 win, two strikeouts, ended the game with a fly ball to Marte in right field to end it. But, 
you know, do we need to see as the ninth inning starts? Let's show the Met fan. Now, only Met fans are watching. Who the hell else is watching this game on SNY but Met fans? Okay? Right? So let's show the Met fans, who, of course, haven't seen this already, let's show them the injury to Diaz. Let's show them that moment again as Diaz is wheeled off the mound at the stupid World Baseball Classic, all right? As he's wheeled off the freaking mound. Let's show it to the Met fan again. Let's remind them of that visual because we haven't seen it 50 times already, right? You know, we haven't vomited 50 times already watching that bullshit, okay? <laughs> so we didn't, I don't know who the hell the producer is over there at SNY that thinks he's doing the country, you know, the Met fan a service by showing this. But there was no need to see that yesterday in the ninth inning. I, I had to throw that in there. I mean, I just absolutely no freaking need. Unbelievable. But, again, solid game. Scherzer pitched well for the first five. He was great over the first five innings. And then he kind of lost it in the sixth inning. Gave up three runs. Gave up that two-run home run uh, to Cooper that tied the game at 3-3. Um you know, we need to look, I mean, especially with the injury right now that's going on with this pitching staff. I mean, Quintana's out for the next three months. Who knows how long Verland is going to be out? We have no idea what Kodai Sanga is going to be, right? You got, we, we're going to be relying on the young guys, David Peterson, Tyler McGill. Remember, McGill stepped in for DeGrom last year, by the way. How great was it seeing DeGrom get lit up, even though they came back to win the game, Texas, against the Phillies, which you, you know, you're happy about if you're a Met fan. But how great was it seeing DeGrom get lit up by the Phillies in his debut for the Rangers? Oh, my God. What was the numbers on DeGrom? Three and two-thirds innings? What did he give up? Six runs? I think it was three and two-thirds innings, six runs. He gave up a home run. Uh, he still struck out seven. Who gives a damn? Uh, he got lit. How good was that? Oh, my. That warmed my heart a little bit yesterday. I got to tell you that. Seeing DeGrom get the crap beat out of him by, by Philly, even though Texas came back to win. So I, that kind of made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but anyway, remember McGill came in last year, filled in for DeGrom. You know, all of that did a nice job. And then he got hurt, and he really wasn't the same guy. So he's going to pitch tomorrow uh, where Verlander would have been pitching, and McGill's going to wind up making the opening day. At, I keep saying Shea. Um, McGill's going to wind up making the home opening start next week at City Field. So, you know, uh, well, hopefully this thing isn't going to be too long with Verlander, but uh, – you know, you got to be worried about it. Right? There's no other way. If you're a Met fan, how are you not worried? But a solid win. Big game for Brandon Nimmo. I think Brandon Nimmo is going to have a huge year. He got that big double to drive in uh, the game-winning runs after the, skill- the game was tied 3-3, came back in the top of the seventh. That big double to give the Mets the lead for good at 5-3. He had a sacrifice fly that drove in uh, uh, Vogelbeck, Daniel Vogelbeck. How about Vogelbeck yesterday? He w- The first run the Mets get yesterday – Vogelbeck works out of walk against Sandy Alcantara, leadoff walk, uh, uh, followed by a base hit by uh, by uh, Navarez, the new catcher, gets a base hit, the first hit of the year for the Mets, and his, and his first at bat is a Met too. Base hit the right field, and Vogelbeck <clears throat> looks like he's in a lot better shape than he was last year. I mean, he's still a big guy. He's never going to look like, uh, you know, <clears throat> Mr. Skinny or anything, but you know, he looks like he's in a lot better shape than he was hustling around to go first to third on that base hit the right field and then scoring on that kind of medium range line drive sacrifice fly by uh, Nimmo. I, I was very impressed by that by Vogelbeck. So uh, good job there by him. 
Lindor had a sacrifice fly to drive in and run yesterday. Uh, McNeil uh, with a seeing-eye base hit to drive in and run. That actually had given the Mets a 3-0 lead at that point. And then Scherzer wound up giving it up with that, uh, you know, rough uh, sixth inning, even though he wound up getting a win. And then the bullpen was phenomenal. I mean, how good was the bullpen yesterday? You know, you got to be worried about it, especially with Diaz out. I mean, David Robinson was brought in here to be basically the eighth inning guy. Adam Adovino to be the seventh inning guy. Adovino didn't even pitch yesterday. But Drew Smith comes in in the seventh, right, with the Mets now up five to three and gives up a leadoff double immediately. And then he shuts the door after that and gives up nothing. And then uh, Raleigh comes in, the guy they got uh, they signed from uh, Tampa Bay, uh, uh, late of Tampa Bay last year. The lefty, he comes in with a one, two, three, eighth inning. And then David Robinson, we're all kind of a little nervous about it, comes in in the ninth, strikeout, strikeout, fly out to right field, wrap it up, Mets win the game. Three fabulous innings yesterday by the Met bullpen. So you got to be very, very happy about that. Got to be encouraged by that. And the big game Nimmo had yesterday. I think Nimmo, first of all, it's very, it's great that he won, you know, because he got hurt, remember, a couple of weeks ago, sliding into second base. We all got nervous uh, in spring training that he's back and was there opening day and has the kind of game he has. Got that big hit, drove in three runs, scored a run, tremendous. Got a, a, absolutely terrific, no doubt about it. So uh, the Mets do, like I said, what they always do on opening day, and they win. 41 and 13 since 1970 on opening day. Now, unfortunately, they got to play another 161 games. So uh, we'll see. They play the Marlins again tonight. David Peterson on the mound. Mets actually open. And I can't remember. I remember Gary, Gary Cohen was actually talking about this yesterday. I can't remember the last time. The Mets, no days off. They're going to play seven consecutive days before they get a day off because they're opening in two dome stadiums. They play four games with Miami in the Dome down in Florida, and then they play three games with the Brewers out in Milwaukee, which is also a Dome. So, you know, they're not going to have any chances of any uh, rainouts or anything like that. So, and then, of course, they'll come home a week from yesterday will be the home opener also against Miami, and right now Tyler McGill will be on the mound. So, solid opening day for the Mets. Got to be happy about it. Terrific job uh, by every, you know, by by everybody. Like I said, shows it at shaky sixth inning, but, you know, solid five innings before that. And the Mets wind up beating the Marlins 5-3. to three, And they'll play game two tonight, as I said. David Peterson on the mound against Miami. 6-40 start on uh, SNY. Uh, as far as the Yankees are concerned, uh, Garrett Cole. Boy, I tell you, how, how, how good is Garrett Cole? You know, I, six tremendous innings. He struck out 11 yesterday against the Giants. Set a, set a Yankee record for most strikeouts on opening day. Okay? A record that was actually held by, of all people, Tim Leary, the old Met, remember him? The old Met pitcher, he did it in 1991 for the Yankees. I mean, I can't believe I don't know, I can't believe he actually even pitched an opening day for the Yankees. 1991 was not a very good year for the Yankees, but nevertheless. Uh Cole broke that record, 6 innings, 11 strikeouts, only gave up 3 hits, no runs. Aaron Judge, his first swing of the year, hits uh his first home run of the year to give the Yankees a one nothing lead. You had a uh, uh, two-run home run by Gleyber Torres in this game for the Yankees. Anthony Volpe, uh, the rookie, the kid out of uh, Jersey, comes in, plays shortstop. Didn't get any hits, but a uh, big day for him. You know, made, made, started a nice double play and uh, got just showered with love by Yankee fans. I mean, as as he should, you know. Yankee fans are not used to rookies starting on opening day 
And uh, I think the last time that happened was probably Jeter, right? I guess, right? I- I'm just thinking. But uh, good, solid wins. The Yankees shut out the Giants 5 nothing yesterday. Uh, they're off today, and then they'll play on Saturday, uh, the second game of the year uh, against the Giants. So uh, good opening day all the way around in New York, no doubt about it. Mets win 5-3 against the Marlins. Yankees win 5 nothing against the Giants. And, and I'm going to say this one other thing, because I love Garrett Cole. And I don't think the Yankee fans really appreciate what they got in this guy. He's the best pitcher in town. Let's be real about it. You know, as great as Scherzer and Verlander, who knows about Verlander with the injury, as great as Scherzer and Verlander are, all the Cy Young's first ballot Hall of Famers, right now, Garrett Cole's better than him. He's younger, and he never misses a start. How You know, this is one thing that gets lost on the Yankee fans who, for some reason, I guess because of all the money he got paid and because the Yankees haven't won anything yet and all of that, and he got lit up in Boston a couple of years ago in that play-in game against the Red Sox and all of that crap, right? This guy takes the ball every freaking fifth day. And I've talked about it over. And this is, you know, Garrett Cole reminds me of, he reminds me of Eli Manning because most of the giant, most of the Yankee fans are giant fans, right? That's the way it works. Just like me, I'm a Jet Met guy. Well, most of the Yankee fans are giant fans. You know, it's Yankee Giants, Met Jets. It kind of works that way. You know, there's differences. I know a lot of guys that, you know, root for the uh, Mets and then root for the Giants. I know guys that root for the Jets and root for the Yankees. I mean, there is differences. I know a number of those people like that. But mostly it's Yankees, Giants, Jets, Mets. That's pretty much how it plays out. And I, I, I in a lot of ways, now, now Eli won two championships for the Giants, but in a lot of ways, a lot of similarities. The Giant fan never really appreciated Eli Manning, right? Giant fans never really appreciate their quarterbacks anyway, right? They didn't appreciate Phil Sims. They didn't appreciate Eli Manning. They're still down on Daniel Jones, even though the kind of, the kind of year he had last year is only starting to scratch the surface, right? All it is. That's No, it's true. I mean, it's typical. Typical Giant fan. They, they, you know, my team hasn't had a real quarterback in 50 years, pretty much. Okay? The Giant fans have had, you know, Phil Sims, right? Since since the, you know, basically let's call it 1980. Sims was drafted in 79. They've had Phil Sims, Eli Manning, and now Daniel Jones. And all they do is complain. They've won four Super Bowls, excuse me, with those guys. I know Hostetler was the quarterback in the Super Bowl win against Buffalo. Uh, what was that? Super Bowl 25, right? But Phil Sims, remember, was the starting quarterback that year. The Giants were, you know, uh, what were they, 11-3 uh, or 11-2 and two until Phil's, uh, Phil got hurt. And then Hostetler came in and, and finished the season out. They went, and obviously they went on to win that Super Bowl against Buffalo. So the Giant fan never appreciates his quarterback. And I put Garrett Cole in the same kind of vein. Garrett Cole takes the ball every freaking fifth day. Every fifth day. Give me that guy. Remember, and I say this all the time, the greatest ability, availability. So Yankee fans, stop bitching about freaking Garrett Cole. Okay? All right, Beningo. The Older Pain Podcast. By the way, and I know we got to get to my sponsors. Um, we might go a little longer here today. It's possible. I got to get to my sponsors. I love the new rules. Of, oh, my God. Do I love the pitch clock? Oh, I love it. Oh, love it. <laughs> now, he did have that one thing with, with Alonzo taking his time. Remember, McNeil was at bat yesterday in the Met game, and Alonzo kind of took his time going back after a foul ball, whatever it was, and they wound up penalizing McNeil, giving him a strike. Now, McNeil got a base hit in the next pitch anyway, and they drove in a run. But remember, they penalized him on that, 
for being too, taking too much time. I, you know what? Even though I thought it was a it was a BS call, right? I loved I loved the pitch clock. Let's go. And the umpires are all over it, man. They're moving the game. Met game was under three hours yesterday. You gotta love that. I mean, come on. I mean, who doesn't love it? I mean, I know the old traditionalists don't. You know, nah, nah, nah. you know they want that. You know, four and a half hour freaking endless game. Who the hell wants that? That was tremendous yesterday. Again, right after a while, you don't even care anymore. The game's going on so long. I, I you know, I saw. I, I I love it. I love the new big bases. Uh, I didn't see a lot of steals yesterday. We did see Stalin Mate steal the base. I like the new big bases. I like that there's no shift now. I'm all for I I think, but I love the pitch clock. Oh my! I love the pitch clock as much as I love the ghost runner in the extra innings. I love that too. So, you know, I, I I'm very happy with it, and I love the way. And maybe it's going to change a little bit, but certainly in the beginning of the year, they are being letter of the law with the pitch clock, and let's hope that continues. The only thing that we did see yesterday, I guess you're allowed one timeout per at bat if you'd have hit her. You saw a lot of guys taking their timeout. There was a lot of that yesterday, a lot of that <clears throat> on both sides. So, um, but uh, very interesting, and there was certainly a difference uh, with the pitch clock yesterday. All right, let's get our sponsors in here. We'll start with the Hackensack Brewing Company. We'll be there a week from today. Our next live podcast, located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off of uh, Route 4 in uh, Who Needs a House at in Hackensack. Um, the tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Check it out. Go see the great Mike Jones. Go see TJ. Don't forget, new new look for the Yoda Payne beard this year, or at least for the baseball season. During the football season, it's got the jet colors, the green and white. Uh, for, for, football, for baseball now, you're going to see the unveiling of the Met colors for the Yoda Payne beard, orange and blue. So, That'll be interesting too, but check, you know, make sure you get an order pain beer when you go to the Hackensack Brewing Company. But see Mike Jones, TJ Herb, Andre, everybody over there. Uh, tell them Beningo sent you. We'll see you uh, a week from tonight. Good Friday night. It will be a good Friday. Uh, some surprises. We'll see. We're going to have there. We're working on JJ. Uh, John Jastrzemski right now out in Vegas for his bachelor party, but uh, he'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, also, of course, the Anita discount tire. Go see my son, Johnny. He's back from dodging the cartels in Mexico. Go see him. Go see his uh, great boss, Ari. They'll take care of you. You need any? You need tires? You need any work done with your car? That's the place to go. Tell them Beningo sent you. Anita Discount Tire, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. The place to go for all your automotive needs. And, of course, our friends at DraftKings. Want to thank them again. Boy, there's a lot to bet right now. You got the baseball going on. You got the uh, the, the Final Four going on, men's and women's. Uh, you know, the hockey playoffs are coming up. The NBA playoffs are coming up. All of that. So you got a lot to, you know, to bet on. The golf, the Masters next week. And we'll get into that. Uh, just a, uh, one of the great uh, sporting events there is. We're pumped up for that. I'm, I think Scotty Scheffler is going to go back-to-back and win again in the Masters. We'll see. We'll talk about it. But um, yeah, check out DraftKings if you want to bet on anything. And we thank them again for signing up with us for another football season for next year. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast, the final four this weekend. Uh, and it, I got to tell you, you know, it's in Houston. It's, it just doesn't do I'm sorry. The fact that you got three teams that have never been there before, and then, of course, UConn, just doesn't really do it for me in the final four. 
I mean, I can't get excited over playing, you know, San Diego State and Florida Atlantic. Am I getting pumped up for that game? I mean, one of these teams is going to be playing for the championship and might win it. And on the other side, you got Miami, uh, who uh, really took took care of the state of Texas. They beat Houston, who was the number one seed. And then they followed that up by beating Texas, who blew a 12-point lead in the last, you know, nine minutes. Uh, And uh, Miami went by them like they were standing still. And they will play the one blue blood in the Final Four. And that's UConn. Uh, UConn going for their fifth national championship. They're in their sixth Final Four, and the previous five, they won it four times. Remember, they won three championships under the legendary Jim Calhoun. They won a championship in 2014, which, by the way, was the last time we were, that they were uh, in the NCAA tournament, okay? Or not in the tournament, but in the Final Four, I should say. And that was in Dallas, also in Texas, in Dallas in 2014. We were there for that as uh, UConn knocked off Kentucky for the national championship that year and uh, under Kevin Ollie, and they go for their fifth uh, this weekend. And if UConn wins, they will be in very rarefied air as far as all-time national championships. You got UCLA is the all-time leader with 11. You got Kentucky next with eight. You got North Carolina after that with six. And then you got Indiana with five. And you got Duke with five. And that's it. So if UConn wins this championship, they will join that elite group that have five national championships. Uh, that, again, UCLA with 11, Kentucky with eight, North Carolina with six, Duke and Indiana with five. And those are the all-time most championships in the history for any for, for any school. And... Uh, Obviously, now UConn can join that very, very elite list if they win it this weekend. They are the favorite. Uh, they play Miami. That's that's kind of a sexy game, no doubt about it. Uh, we'll see. Something tells me that one of these teams is going to win it, that either San Diego State or Florida Atlantic is going to wind up winning the tournament. I don't know why I think that, but don't bet it, but I think it. But you got the Final Four coming up this week uh, in Dallas – excuse me, in Houston – and in Dallas, you got tonight, you got the women's final four tonight. The championship game Sunday, the men's championship game is, is Monday. Of course, their final four is Saturday. But tonight in Dallas, the women's final four. In the first game, you got a number one seed, Vatek, going up against LSU, who lost only two games all year, one to South Carolina, one to Tennessee in the SEC. And then a heavy, I'm telling you, of all the games that we have seen, in the in the NCAA tournament this year, men's or women's, this is the sexiest game of all. Nine o'clock tonight, ESPN, the number one defending national champion, undefeated. Uh, what is it? Forty-two consecutive wins. South Carolina Lady Gamecocks going up against the best all-around player in women's college basketball right now, Caitlin Clark of Iowa. What a tremendous. I'm telling you, you may not be a women's college basketball fan. I'm now all over this. You may not be, as my wife's doing these crazy. You gotta, if you only had a video of what's going on right now downstairs. As my wife, my wife's back, she has a lot of back problems. And she is, I'll tell you, the position she's in right now, boy, I tell you, if I tried to do that, man, I'm in the hospital. But nevertheless, it's it's really quite a view that I have here. But anyway, I'm telling you, the game of the year. In either of the tournaments, South Carolina, Iowa tonight, 9 o'clock, ESPN, check it out. 
Caitlin Clark, this girl's phenomenal. She's the best all-around player in college basketball going up against the mighty, mighty defending champion, Lady Gamecocks, Aaliyah Boston, Zaya Cook, Bree Beal, Camilla Cardozo, you know, Dawn Staley's team. Man, you want to see this game tonight. Take it from me. So that's uh, that's the deal right now as far as the Final Four is going to be really, really, really exciting. Now, last night, uh, we had a preview of what's going to be the first-round series, one of the first-round series in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. The Rangers and the Devils last night uh, in the Rock in Newark. Uh, the Devils came into the game two points behind the uh, – excuse me, the Rangers came into the game just two, point behind, two points behind the Devils for second place in the Metropolitan Division behind Carolina and lost a very tough game, 2-1 to one last night uh, to the Devils. So the Devils – Pretty much a, a solidifying, and really that game was for home home ice home ice advantage. Pretty much on the line in that game, and it looks like they it's going to go to the Devils, the home ice. But does it really matter when the Rangers are playing the Devils? Does it really matter who has the home ice advantage, especially for the Rangers? Because I tell you, last night, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of chance of let's go Devils. There was also a lot of chance of let's go Rangers. So they lose a tough game, two to one. Uh, they had a couple of real good opportunities late. Uh, to uh, to win this game, they had pulled Shesterkin out. They had a a puck that was actually in the crease, and uh, I think it was Tereschenko just couldn't get to it. This guy Graves of the Devils, not certainly not Adam Graves, but Graves for the Devils, knocks the knocks the puck out. It was already by their goalie, knocks it out before it crossed the line. Uh, tough two to one loss last night. Uh, the Ranger goal scored by the great Chris Kreider got his thirty third of the year last night on a power play, but the Rangers lose the game two to one. So. Uh, but it is going to be some first round. It's unfortunate that these two teams are going to play in the first round of the playoffs, but it is going to be some, some freaking playoff series between the Devils and the Rangers. So uh, get ready. Uh, if you're a Ranger fan, if you're a Devil fan, whatever team you root for, get your uh, stomach pills ready because you're going to need it for that series. And before we go, still no Aaron Rodgers, Okay. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Remember what Romeo once said to Julia? Uh, Julia, I guess Juliet said it to Romeo. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? <laughs> <laughs> 